We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Knicks fans. How are you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast. We are recording on Super Bowl morning, so we could all go and enjoy various festivities today that hopefully don't include the Eagles winning for the sake of my good friend here, who I could feel (laughs) the blue blood flowing through his veins today as he tries to... I don't know. You're going to try to send some like positive Giants karma towards the Chiefs. How does that work, Jeremy? I don't know. It's been a while since I've had to root for football. You know, it's a great question. The last time I tried to send energy against the Eagles, um, they beat the Giants three times in the season. So I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit back, watch the game, hope for the best. I'm watching with a bunch of Giants fans. So either... We celebrate together or we cry together and we're all homies. So we got each other's backs, a lot of hugs. We're big on hugs. So we'll do it. We'll get through it or we'll celebrate either way. <laughs> but drinks will be had regardless. Drink. Oh, a thousand percent. It's the Super Bowl. Um, yes. I'm trying to think when's the last time uh, I had, a, I really, really went after it for the Super Bowl. I think, I think me and Dolores had maybe one such day before like pre because we weren't together for that long before we had the first kid i'm pretty sure we had at least one day um what is your is there a plan in place like you, i you, you have work tomorrow correct i do have work tomorrow and uh, as, as i, I was like gonna work for you uh it's it's going to have to work for me because i have things that need to get done but with that said as i was saying <laughs> we all have line, of course yes but i also work for an eagles fan now and that's just gonna be really sure. tough a lot of the office, a lot of my like cohort is is um they they're exported or imported here from uh, from Philadelphia, so it's tough on me. Where I I have to go into the office at some point this week. I I really need the, the Chiefs to to get their act together. That's all I'm going to say because but, I can say congratulations to them. I just don't really want to. But hold on, in. Correct. It's been a while since. Well, no, mm-hmm. I have. I do have a boss technically in my other job, but like, it's been a while since I've had a boss that like is like a more traditional boss. Like the you know the Department of Education. It's like yes, you have a principal, but like you're you're kind of safe. Isn't a pissed off boss not a good thing? I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought this one through. I, I had not thought this one through. <laughs> With that said. <laughs> I worth it. It would be worth it because of the fact that if if they lose, then I'm happy. And I, you know what? I need to prioritize me. Right? Can you give him shit? Like, how, what? What is this? Well, I, hold on. We, we'll move on in a second. What? What does? What is this shit talking going to look like? Or will there be shit talking? There will be limited uh, shit talking based on the fact that not only does he run my little cohort, he actually runs the New York office. He's a really nice guy. Okay. But uh, like, so we get along very well. I don't know if we're quite at the stage where there's trash talk. Okay. 
just based on seniority and whatnot. So that's why try to keep it to a, a minimum if possible. And if they lose, I'm not gonna be like, ah, gotcha. Like, look at that. I'm just gonna be like, wow, the Eagles played a great game. This phenomenal effort. You should be really proud. And if they win, then I'll just I'll just say, yeah, congratulations. Play a phenomenal so game. That's you're not it. showing up looking like Rashid Wallace uh, did <laughs> on what was it Friday night, right? He was in yes, Philly. Yes, I would not be showing up. I also don't rock red very well. Like I can't imagine wearing a red suit. Just with class with the hair and everything. It's not. It's not my color. Green coincidentally is more of a color than <laughs> gingers. Don't wear wear red. Okay. No. Nope, um, don't wear red. It's just occurring to me now, me who has like so little interest in who wins this game. I guess I, I'm kind of rooting for Mahomes because I like Mahomes. But like, I have kind of genuinely fallen for as a as a sports fan. Jalen Brunson this season. Jalen Brunson is a huge Eagles fan. I, I wonder if that if I take the time to think about that, whether that will sway me in that direction. I I, I don't know. I know obviously it's not swaying you, but I mean, Julius Randle's a Cowboys fan. You don't see me rooting for. Oh the yeah, Cowboys, that's right. So I'm good. I'm gonna stay with my team and hope for the best. There we go. Okay. Um, speaking of our teams, um, I said uh, I, I always like to tease the the predictions from the previous week. Uh, when I when I start these episodes, I said when I made my prediction last week uh, that if I if I won the prediction, I predicted one and two, I would be, you know, I would win the prediction. So that would be a good thing for me. Right. But I was hoping I would lose and I would be happy if I lost. Uh, well, I lost because the Knicks went two and one. Um, I can't say that I'm I can't say that I'm shocked that they went two and one, but I am pleasantly surprised when you consider like the fact that going uh, going into the week i was like all right there's going to be some tough games there were tough games like the magic follow, I'm, I'm not sure if there was another game in between the magic's lost us and their win over the denver nuggets first place denver nuggets in the west but they did beat the nuggets they gave um i think it was miami hell last night and miami pulled it out in the end like again, I don't know how many times I could say it. Magic, good team, beat them, and then Utah, um, which was we'll we'll get into obviously some of the specifics of the Utah game, in particular one one um, one new addition to the team. Uh, but yeah, that was another one. That was a tough game. That's a good team. Um, and then in between, you had the Philly game, which featured a lot of good stuff. And like, look, they had a shot to bring it within a one point or make it a one point game with under two minutes to go. Didn't didn't convert. Philly scores much points at the end, uh, ends up getting a little out of hand. But like, it's a good week. Uh, was it not for you, Jeremy? Yeah. You know, if I had to describe this week with one word, I would describe it as meaningful. You know, it was a meaningful week. Just just very meaningful. Um, a lot of great contributions. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else I can say. I, it was I'm a little slow on the uptake, but I got it. It's okay. Um but so, everybody has different definitions of meaningful, Jeremy. Do they, they not? They do. But, you know, like to think that there's like, there's always going to be the opportunity for them to be meaningful moving forward. Like it, it could, it could potentially happen. They just need one game to be meaningful. And they picked multiple games to be meaningful. And um, I'm thankful the Knicks did. for that. The Knicks did. Yes. The Knicks did. Yes, they Picture did. We're talking about the same thing. We are. We're talking about, we're talking about a meaningful event. Um, it is, it is good and meaningful to be meaningful, um, as the Knicks are. And as we celebrate their efforts this week, that was good. I appreciate that. You, I hate you both, by the way. Um, wear it. <laughs> listen, the internet is forever. Yes. It's actually, I don't, I don't know about that. They haven't, they haven't, uh, crossed the, the internet bridge in, uh, the last of us. Do they still have the, the internet there? Like I haven't, old I haven't seen the most recent episode. Cause Neither I, have I So, released. okay. Yeah. So, but as of now, as of the episodes that I've seen, yes. not cross. I don't think the internet's still there. So maybe that's what I should hope for, is for uh, a global apocalypse with people getting infected by uh, a mushroom virus. Uh, In two thousand three, <laughs> we're a little beyond that by this point. Can I retroactively go back in time and retroactively start the? Yeah, if you had a time machine and get one wish, go back in time to. To create it, yes. <laughs> to kill everybody, to erase my old bad takes. Yes. That would be meaningful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, yeah. It was... All kidding aside, 
I think you're. I think it, I was serious. I was serious. It was, it was a meaningful week. It yeah. was a meaningful week. Let, let's be serious for a second. What do you think was? Because let me say for me, what was most meaningful about the week was all along um, since Mitch went down with the injury. My my mo or my my goals in general. Like I have not moved the goalposts. Actually, until this week, I moved the goalposts. I'll, we'll get to that in a second. But like. It was always about surviving for me. It was always about surviving. Don't want the wheels fall off. Um, and I think we know what it looks like for the wheels to fall off, not because it's happened this season, but because we've been on the verge of the wheels falling off several times this season. And every time the wheels, it seems like the, oh my God, I'm going to show my lack of knowledge about cars. What's the thing where it's like, if the if it gets loose, then the wheel will start to get, no. The axle? Sure. I, I let's know. go with axle. I'm not a car person. I'm not do I look like Jay Leno? I'm, no. <laughs> like I, that's what went to your mind. Anyway, so let's let's go with axle. Like um we've seen the axle get a little loose, but they always, you know, whatever, get the proper roadside assistance. And we also last year we saw the wheels I mean, talk about the wheels falling off. The wheels fall off and 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 impale people. Uh that hasn't happened much or it hasn't happened yet this year. And there were, there were. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of a wheel impaling a person. <laughs> I mean, like a shard or something. No, like I get that, it. It's you know, yeah, yeah. It's possible. We're really off the rails today. Again, it's we're we're a little jumpy because it's early on Sunday morning. Like yes. I'm on my second cup of coffee. Jeremy, I can see has bags under his eyes. Yep. Um, oh, great. <laughs> Not it, 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 it means you're young. It means you're going out and partying on Saturday night. That's a good thing. I'll take it. I'm jealous. Um. It didn't happen this week, right? And it, it didn't happen at all since Mitch went down. And the most meaningful thing to me is that regardless of what happens between now and the All-Star break, let's say they lose these last two games to Brooklyn and Atlanta. Would that be unfortunate? Yeah, it would be unfortunate. It'd be annoying. Obviously, how the losses happen, as always, matters. But like they're going to get to the All-Star break above 500. And for for me, and this is what I... What I mean when I say moving the goalposts, I we said Andrew and me were on the post game together when the night Mitch went down, and we were like, and Andrew said it was like let's five and I think it was what five and eleven at that time, whatever the record would have had to have been to get there at five hundred and five and nine. Thank you, GMAC. Um, I would like uh, he was like that would be good. Well, this week once we got the win against the Magic, I was like you know what, let's get one more. One, to avoid going into the All-Star break with four straight losses, which again would have been a maybe a, a wheels falling off moment. But two, to get to the All-Star break above 500. They did both of those things. I'm happy. I'm content. I feel like I could kind of rest easy now for a week and a half. Yeah, they're becoming more battle tested. They're proving to us that they won't wilt. You know, when someone goes down, it can be an issue. Obviously, if it's someone who's driving the offense, that can be more of a problem. But they've found a way to come together. And I think this will actually benefit them more moving forward like they they know how to work with mitchell robinson and now they understand how to fight without him and it took them a few games it was pretty rough that atlanta game uh, i mean the defense was atrocious and while they let up 120 points last night to the utah jazz we're still seeing a team that at least can fight with the offensive firepower if need be i mean yeah like you go back to that hawks game they were right in the thick of it because the offense was carrying them too and the hawks defense was atrocious then but they're finding a way to at least have a backbone here. And I think that's, that's very important. It's, it's kind of building a foundation moving forward. And we're now at the point where we can see like, well, which wings or, or guards are interchangeable to the point where we can try to solidify. And, and Hart, to his credit, has really stepped... Uh, sorry. I gotta Hart, and we gotta, Hart and Stein, because there's yeah. a second player uh, with the name Hart in it. So Hart and Stein has really come into his own... Uh, especially on the defensive end. And I think that is making a huge difference just because if Sims has had some quality moments, but there are times where he just looks lost out there and that's okay. He's a third string center who is getting starting minutes. And there are times where when he's switching, he can be really effective and he's great lob threat and kills on the offensive boards. Phenomenal. But the times will, he'll simply struggle and, and that's understandable. But this week, like, and we can go through them game, you know, game by game if we want to, but we watched the Magic game, and that whole game on playback just felt like you're you're still in it. You can get there, but the Magic are just 
they're just keeping their distance. They're keeping your arm's length. And before you mm-hmm. know it, 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 take the lead and and kind of increase it. And I thought Tibbs did a masterful job at the end of that game. And it was a win. And then the Sixers game, you know, like it sucks to struggle against the zone. Uh, <laughs> yes. It just, it's really not fun at all. But I thought, look at the first half was really great work. Second half was a little bit sluggish. It was kind of a reverse of the game the week before. Uh, and then you get the Jazz game, which was kind of like the reverse magic game for most of it. I, th- yes. I felt like. Yeah, um, very true. But, but different ending, of course, which benefited the Knicks. And I think this nice little Josh Hart boost is going to pay dividends for them. It's, it's injecting something into their veins that they really could use right now. Let's talk about Josh Hart before we do the personal injury report. Uh, but just you got me thinking of something all season long or for most of the season. This has been a team that has, I think, frustrated people for uh, several different reasons, including like consistent issues that it's like, when are we like, we know these are issues. Can we correct the damn issues? One of which, for instance, is um, is scoring against the zone. That said, one of their biggest issues, and I would argue the biggest issue, is closing out games and figuring out a, a way to win close games. And if you look back, again, since Mitch went down, we have now a win against Utah that was neck and neck down the stretch. They figured out a way to win that one. The Orlando game, like you just talked about. Um, the Philly game, the last Philly game. Well, Now I'm going past back this week, but the game in New York where they won that one down the stretch. The Miami game, again, wasn't wasn't too pretty, but they figured out a way to win that one and well as well. And then it seems like a million years ago now, but the Boston and the Cleveland game. Again, two other games that were close down the stretch. Are there still hiccups? Yes. The Laker game. The which one am I forgetting? The Clipper game. If you want to throw the recent Philly game in there too. But like now at least we're moving closer to like this is the NBA. This is just what happens in the NBA. You will win some close games and you will lose some close games. Now it doesn't seem like the balance is out of whack, which for, I think, the vast majority of the year, it did seem like we were inordinately poor in comparison to other teams in these sorts of situations. And I feel like that has kind of stabilized, which is good. I agree. Yeah. Um, Josh. Joshy. I wonder if anybody calls him Joshy. It's kind of weird. A little weird. Josh Hart. we were both fans of the trade. <laughs> now I do. Thanks, I GMSA. Um, we're both fans of the trade. I think we are both fans of the player. I think we both feel pretty good about their prospects of resigning him this summer, which I think more than anything, the the how good the trade ends up being hinges on that. But even with all of that being said, and with all of that being understood, there is something to seeing the guy do the things that you know he's capable of doing in your uniform. And I don't know how else to phrase this, but just like feeling the feelings of what it feels like to have a dude like that on your team, messing shit up for the person you're playing, as opposed to having someone like that mess shit up for us, which is how it often seems like. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay like, you know, Emmanuel quickly is kind of like a he's going to fuck your shit up sort of guy, but not not to this extent. I don't think we had anybody on the roster that is like this sort of dude to that extent. And to see him in action and be, I think, the difference in the game against the Jazz, like just absolutely a welcome sight. Yeah, he I think it wasn't until he started playing that it didn't dawn like it dawned on me how badly this Knicks team needed a connector. And was lacking one until he started playing. Like it's exactly why I would imagine the Knicks had interest in a player like Alex Caruso. It's just like someone who can who can quarterback the defense, come off the bench, be be aggressive, big on the boards, pass really well. Like that is exactly what the Knicks are looking for. And as we saw last night, you know he was hitting open jump shots. That was key. Like he hit some of the the larger shots of the game. And the aggressive nature of him, I mean, just coming right in, first thing what happens, goes the line. Drives, you know, 
breaks the first free throw. That was the the worst part of his game. A missed Easily. free throw. I mean, he's a Nick. He fits right in. But the, if the worst thing that happens last night is pretty much like, yeah, the first shot, you didn't make it. It was not a free throw. Like You're okay. You're doing all right. And it's just like that to me. I think that there could be some... And it's funny. I haven't seen a ton of it, right? And maybe, I don't know, you, you aren't on Twitter that much anyway, but I haven't seen a ton of consternation with giving up a first round pick for him. But I think the fact is that it's kind of like, and I know we talked about a little bit, but like four second round picks, like the run on second round picks is just crazy. You know, whatever, like the way I see it, the Knicks got someone who was helping them now and helping them in the future. And they could probably have gotten that with a first round pick, but that first round pick, John, that first round pick's not doing anything for the Knicks this year. And while it's never been about this year, there's an element of this where, no, we've got a good team here. We can build on this. It fills a need. We're basically running a, I mean, it's sure it was a nine man rotation. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of proven players, it was not nine. Um, So getting that player in the building, as you said, someone that the Knicks can, I mean, they could resign him. They can also extend him. I I think there's a, I I don't know what his mindset's going to be, but I would like to think that he wants to like, is he going to opt in? And then they guarantee the contract. And then later this summer, they extend him for the max that he can get. Um, but save that thought 20%. for yeah. yeah, we'll for one later, second. But- yeah, because I, I have some thoughts on the first round pick too, and I'm curious. I wanted to pick your brain about that and one other thing that emerged from the still leftover from the trade deadline. Um, let's just do the personal injury report real quick. Yes. Um, because it's uh, going to be a short one. Hopefully, uh, this is like the last. The last one where we have to not bad news, but like this is the I would love for for uh, all due respect to our friends at Weiss and Rosenblum. I would love to soon do a personal injury report in which we have nothing to report. But alas, we still have an injury to report. Um, And that is to, of course, Mitchell Robinson, um, who is going to be out until after the All-Star break. Um, I want to ask you a question on that. Quick reminder, though, Weiss and Rosenblum, call them today. At 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Consultations are free. And of course, they don't get paid unless you do. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. Uh, You will be happy that you did, I promise you. Jeremy, how did you take the comments from Tibbs in regards to Mitch that do you feel like he will return after like immediately after the all-star break or he is out until at least after the all-star break. That's what I, that's why I was like kind of hedging there for a moment. Um, I couldn't I mean, read it. Yeah. I'm Tibbs can sometimes be tricky to read. I feel like, like I felt the most transparent thing was Dolan who didn't he essentially say he'll be out until the all-star break Mm -hmm. until after the all-star break. So like, I'm going to guess that one being more tight lips, the other more comfortable expressing it, you know, like, yeah, it would be what at least five weeks since the injury. I'm going to look up his game log right now and I'll get an exact, well, actually, no, I don't need to look up the game log because I, we went down in the Washington game and the surgery was announced the next day. Mm-hmm. So that was January 19th. Their first game after the All-Star break. It was sorry, February 24th. It's February 24th. Mm-hmm. So that is a full five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd like to, I would hope that he obviously comes back. But I think the nice thing is this team has proven they could use him, but don't need him in that situation. And I'm not saying that from an expendable standpoint, I'm saying they've loaded up in a way where they can say, we got you while you're out. And then when it comes back, the Knicks are looking at one of the better uh, defenses in the league. I can't wait to see Mitch healthy with some of these other players. Like, Oh yeah. Mitch on the court with heart and IQ. Give me it. Just all of it. I need it. And I appreciate you saying that, they we've learned that they can sustain and win and the whole thing without their guys. They open appropriately enough against the team that Mitch went down with, uh, went, went down against, excuse me. Um, <laughs> it's early. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's awful. 
I didn't say anything. Oh, God. Uh, wheels are we, we, the wheels have come off and have impaled <laughs> yes. several people. Mm-hmm. They open against Washington in Washington. I don't expect that to be an easy game. The Wizards appear set to continue fighting until the end of the season for for whatever they're going to fight for. After that, um, three game homestand. New Orleans is Zion Williamson ever is, is he going to play basketball again this year? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And then Boston and Brooklyn. And um, and then they go on a little road trip at Miami, at Boston. So, I mean, it, it things things aren't going to get any easier. So, like, yes, that we, we could win without Mitch. It's great that we could win without Mitch. I'm happy we could win without Mitch. I would like to get Mitch Robinson back in the fold. Yes. Although, I have to say, I agree that things aren't going to get easier. But we've we've been saying that so many times and the Knicks That's have actually true. come out the other side to the point where I can't I can't fear it you know like they've they've proven to me that, that they can handle it they have a very good next man up approach and um, yeah they've just every time it seems like the bottom falls out it doesn't so fingers crossed on that one at least I probably said it and jinxed it now but <laughs> so be it listen this is a Two two straight years under this coach, they've been a post All Star break team, seventh in net rating two years ago after the All Star break. They closed the very good record, um, and even last year, the team that was the dumpster fire of dumpster fires was, I believe, they were eleventh in net rating after the All Star break last year. Um, so, like, they have a bit of a track record. They just got obviously Josh Hart, so we'll we'll see. Um, Okay, good uh, good stuff with the personal injury report. One more time, Weiss and Rosenblum. Um, don't forget, give them a call, 212-366-6100 or WeissandRosenblum.com. Okay, the first round pick for Josh Hart. Here's, I, I don't want to turn this, because this could be a whole episode, and I, I don't want to, I want to try to make it a quick discussion. The notion of like, expending first round picks if you are not a contender you say that you haven't seen that much consternation over the fact that they expended a first round pick. I feel like in some circles that consternation probably exists. I feel like that is one of those blanket statements that maybe not every, not everybody makes around the league, but is like one of those old, it's like, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be trading away first. If you're a team that's not competing for a championship, I think there is, Sometimes it's fair to inject nuance into something. Sometimes it's unfair. I think it's more than fair to inject nuance into this argument, given a few things, which is like, one, there are already several young players on this roster, for one. Um, Two, like, they have another first-round pick in this draft. Now, granted, the first-round pick that they have, the Dallas pick, is, I would say, Right now, if I was to bet on it, I would say it's probably not going to be as good as the pick that they traded away. Whatever. It might be a few spots difference. Um, but like, how many teams and how long... This is the real thing I want to get your take on. Is like, there is a, there is a, a finite period of time, even if you are the tanky, tankiest of tankers, for which you could just roster rookie after rookie after rookie and not... Uh, you know, and keep adding, you know, keep adding first round. Like eventually you do need to turn the corner and, and start like figuring out your core. And as is the nature of NBA contracts, you only have these guys on rookie deals for four years. So eventually everybody gets paid. And like we saw, and we talked about this issue earlier this year, it's all connected with like the concept of trading away Emmanuel quickly, which because he's due money and this whole thing, like it's a, it's a, all of this is a, a, a walk on a tightrope. And I just feel like, again, the notion that they are trading away one pick when they have all these other protected picks and all of their other picks and it's not going to encumber them to make a star trade. I, I just, I, I didn't mind it when you're getting this player back and you assume that you're going to be able to resign this player. That's that's all. A thousand percent. There's a safety net in place as well, which is if they don't make the playoffs, then they have their first round pick and it's not an issue. Uh, considering how important second round picks really are right now they're having their moment the Knicks if they like they gave up if the if the pick does convey or doesn't convey excuse me and it's the second round picks one of those picks is going to be next year's 2024 uh Pistons second round pick which you know barring a Wembanyama victory 
they are probably going to be maybe in the lower they're going to be in the lower half of the, the league, but they might even be a top five picking team, which means that their pick could be from 31 to 35. You got the Jazz, where the Knicks still have their second round pick. We saw a clear indication that they're going to take a step back. They are going to try to get a top 10 pick next year so they can keep their pick. Top 10 pick means a top 10 pick in the second round. So it'll be 31 to 40. So it's not like they're destitute. And when you're saying, yeah, there's... They're, the Knicks can't roster two rookies. I look at this team right now and thinking about next year and without any upgrades, right? The Knicks could essentially run a 10 man rotation mm-hmm. without, without adding anyone, no yep. mid-level exception, no biannual, no rookies, anything. Now, do I think that they will make a change? Do I think that some of the players on the roster probably won't be here next year? Yeah. I think there will be at least two. Will all of them be rotation players? No. At I least two. Sorry. At least two what? At least two of the players on the roster. Granted, there are 13 players on the Knicks right now. Yes. I think that at least two of the Knicks just on the roster in general won't be here. Um, okay. And that, that's not a bold prediction. Like, no, they could they could just say to Derek Rose, good luck. Go wherever you want. And they could trade Evan Forney if they want to. But there's a chain reaction where if the Knicks do try to get better, it means they have to add someone to the rotation. And if they have to add someone to the rotation, it means they probably have to take someone away from the rotation, right? Because they're not going to, if they have nine players, they feel are capable and they're adding someone, unless it's like a backup four, um, it's going to be something more than that. Like they're, they're going to have to, are they looking at the starting lineup is uh, all these things we'll get into later. But the point being, they, they, there's a path to continue and just get better. And then when the right player comes along, you go after that player. Mm-hmm. But I think that, for those who maybe were upset about the idea of a first-round pick because that's how you develop, like again, you have one in your back pocket with the Mavs pick. I think there was probably a thought of, oh, well, the Knicks could always trade up. This is a great draft. Do this. Uh, they could still trade up if they want to. Could. Um, they could. They could also trade down. They could trade out. They could do a draft and stash, like whatever it is. All these different things. But I, I think that just because the Knicks are a good, not great team, it doesn't mean that they should have done nothing. Um, because at the end of the day, they still do want to win. They, there's not like a purgatory that they're in. Purgatory would be they don't have picks. They've got a lot of them. So I'm very happy with the acquisition. I think that the proof is in the pudding. Hopefully that carries over. And the fact that, again, this it wasn't a future unprotected first. It no. wasn't even one of the future protected firsts that they got from trading out of the 11th spot. It was the easiest pick that they... Well, second easiest because they could have traded the Mavs pick. The second easiest pick that they could have made. And we go into next year, clean slate. And the Knicks don't have to worry about anything. And I'll use uh, Andrew's favorite term. It, it's... I'll be very clear about this. It is not an apples-to-apples comparison that I'm about to make. But last year, we saw the Celtics trade a first-round pick and a future... I forget. Is it top? I always forget if it's top one protected or unprotected. Top one protected. Top one protected pick swap in 2028 or yeah, I think it was 2028 or 2029. One of those years. Long, long time off, which who the hell knows what's going to be going on then Um, for Derek White. Is Derek White on balance a better player than Josh Hart? I, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He is Um, not. I don't think it's like that much better you want to tell me that Derek White could be a, is a starter a quasi starter or an actual starter on like a title team okay fine you want to tell me that Josh Hart probably isn't because he's a little on the smaller side despite the fact that he plays big uh, with the shooting struggles and like the whole thing okay I'll buy that but like and the other the other reason it's not apples to apples the Celtics were a title contender last year they almost won the title and the Knicks are certainly not I get all of that but just in terms of a, a valuation like I to to get Josh Hart for one middle to late, you know, teens first round pick or not a first round pick at all in four seconds at, with no future obligations. I think in light of the white trade, especially, I think that's that it, it, it's it bodes well for for justifying the the deal. That's all. Um, and then the last thing, thing oh, exactly. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say. Is that first round pick going to turn into a player better than Josh White? 
We'll never know. Josh, but, Josh Hart or Derek sorry, Josh Hart. I, can, I Josh Hart, conflated yeah. two different players. Um, yeah. Then Josh Hart. We won't know, but this season, uh, the answer is clearly going to be yes. Um, but the whole point is you want to turn the draft into future value as well. And if that's the cost of doing business and you're able to get someone who's a legitimately good rotation piece, it's a worthwhile investment. Last thing before game ball. Um, I thought of the scenario last night. And I just wanted to get your reaction. What, what would you do or how would you react if the Knicks fell to 7-8 and the Wizards were in 9-10? Nick, oh my God. Knicks lost, Wizards win. And you face a scenario where if the Knicks win the final play-in game, they they get only the Mavs pick. And if they lose that playing game, they end up with three first round picks. <laughs> I um, thought of this in the middle of the, of the live stream last night. And I was like, my Lord, man, I could never root against. I can't. No, it wouldn't I, be rooting yeah. against it. It would be, I would be rooting for the playoffs. And if they lost to be, well, there's a really great silver lining here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Guess <Yeah>. what? <laughs> so, yeah. And again, it's not, insane that that could be something that actually transpires that, that to me at least listen i hope that the knicks are not in a play-in spot come that point because i don't know if you know this john but the nets lost uh talent they had more <laughs> talent going out the door than they did coming in and the miami heat didn't make any upgrades as well they did not um so it'd be really cool if the knicks just uh, avoided that scenario entirely and finished with a top six record and we could sit here being like, yep, we back. Another season where the Knicks don't have to face the play, and it's great. So that's what I'm hoping for. We back indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Game ball time. Um, I will read the candidates, even though Jeremy picks first. Uh, Jalen Brunson. 31 points, four rebounds, uh, a little over six assists on 59, 59% shooting overall, 47% from three, 88% from the line in three games this week. Ju um, not to be outdone, Julius Randle, 28, 10, and four on 49% shooting overall, 37% from three, 78.6% uh, from the line. Uh, I think those are our two big candidates. Uh, well, actually, no, we have one more. Um, Emmanuel quickly this is more of an honorable mention. 15-3-3, uh, three and three, shot it pretty well this week with the exception of his, again, baffling kind of drop-off from the line here. Shot at 40% from the line this week. I'm assuming that means he was 2-5. Two, two uh, Josh Hart, <laughs> Andrew writes here, is one game too early to give someone a game ball? Uh, we'll find out in a couple minutes, unless Jeremy gives it to him first. And then last and certainly not least, and this is written in all caps, I want the folks at home listening to know, Cam Reddish, 11 huge, totally huge, meaningful, consequential, what, I should have an adjective list up here for, for me, 
Uh, points, two rebounds. Meaningful is enough. Yeah. Two rebounds, two assists in 17 meaningful minutes against the Thunder on Friday with several exclamation points to follow. Uh, Jeremy, the floor is yours. It was big of you to not add the fact that the Thunder lost or the Thunder won that game against the Blazers. So these things don't matter. Uh, (laughs) Winning winning and loss, winning, winning and losing is like a, 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 that's a side thing. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of on the side note, I baffled by what the Blazers are doing. Dame should just run from the grind by this point. Second deadline in a row, they've pretty much uh, decided to go for a future as opposed to a present. And Dame is your present, whatever. Um, I'm going to I'm going to shout out two things, and then I'm going to give my game ball. First, just Josh Hart in general, phenomenal game. Second, I, I mean, I don't have enough good things to say about Emmanuel quickly, but the thing that floored me the most was that as the um, the one on one with Jordan Clarkson was one of the best possessions I've seen in a, in a long time. Clarkson is a bucket and how IQ matched up with him perfectly to create, to block it and cause a shot clock violation. I just like, I think I got out of my chair. (laughs) That's how impressed I was. And and that's just another day in the office for IQ, but no, my game ball will go to should have been an all-star Jalen Brunson. Just a phenomenal week. And I'm happy for him too. I mean, like, had his jersey retired at Villanova. Uh, his new teammate is Josh Hart, Villanova player. Unfortunately, Arch Diacono had to go out in the trade. Yeah. So, you know, it's like the Thanos meme, of course, there. Yeah. Um, cost everything, but he got Josh Hart, who's a better player. So, going to give it Jalen Brunson. I'm bummed he's not going to be in Salt Lake City, but hopefully he's on an island somewhere. <clears throat> Uh, and just enjoying himself because he deserves it. I was about to say, I'm, I wonder how bummed out he actually is. And also, like, he could use the break probably. Um, you know, I like, what does it mean to be a one time all star? I'm not saying that if he, like, if he doesn't make this year, he's never going to make it again. But, like, you know, we, we joked in recent weeks about, you know, like Wally Zerbiak was a one time all star. You know, we could go through some other, you know, Jamal McGlure and whoever else. Like, it's not like it cements your career or anything, but something tells me that it it would be pretty meaningful for Jalen Brunson to make an all-star team. Again, maybe he, who knows, maybe he makes the next six all-star teams. I mean, crazier things have happened, uh, but we'll see. It's still time. I, with all due respect to Mr. Reddish's wonderful 11 points, I am giving my game ball to Josh Hart. Uh, I was trying to think this morning of a better Nick debut and in like true first game with the team, like, you know, the first game of Linsanity that came against the next, that the, the Nets, excuse me, that wasn't his first game. He had played minutes for the Knicks before that, you know, um, you know, Carmelo Anthony came out and scored. I think he had like 25 points in his first game as a Nick RJ Barrett um, had 21 that first game against the Spurs. I went up and looked, Looked up, I had completely forgotten Kristaps Porzingis' first game, game against the Bucks in a 25 point win, but he was like three for 11. Um, I, I like remember all of these things, but I don't have a like emotion connected with any of the I, well, Mellows I do because it was such a big fanfare, but in terms of the performance, let me let me be very specific in terms of the actual performance itself. I will I will never forget that Josh Hart performance for as long as I live. And so I think there is an argument, unless I'm forgetting something obvious, which I God knows I'm old and I my mind is not what it used to be. I might be forgetting something obvious. That feels like about as good a Nick debut as I could remember. So for that reason, I will give Josh Hart my game ball. Very fair. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. Detention. Here we go. Adam Silver, you have seven days to add Jalen Brunson to the All-Star team or else we will come find you in uh, your offices in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, RJ Barrett shot 38% this week. Two very brutal first halves versus Orlando and Utah. He did indeed have some brutal first halves. Obi Toppin uh, was 2 of 14 from the field this week. I did not realize that. Uh, including 0 of, 10, 0, of, yeah, 0 of 10 from 3. The vibes are not great. Uh, no, they are not great. 
Zach Levine, we're putting Zach Levine in detention. He's not even a Nick yet. Uh, keep him there so the Knicks don't trade for him. And then finally, again, I'm going to read this one word for word. Tom Thibodeau, John's punishment for his, uh, quote, weird behavior and picking against the Knicks this week is having is my having to read that Tibbs is a detention candidate. Okay. I pick first. You do? Um, I will pick... Andrew, can I can can you can you help up there? I have a what's a, up. Can I can I put someone in attention who's not on here? Can always go off the board. What's up? Who's the, the candidate? Okay, the candidate in my choice is me. I knew it. Oh, I, I'm I putting myself it. in detention because for being so foolhardy as to think, you know what? I'm on the verge of forty. I know everything I could know. I can't learn anything. When in reality. I have much to learn, including something very specific from the Cam Hive. And it is something that will help me as a fan, as a teacher, educator, and as a parent, which is that it doesn't matter always or often or ever what a player produces or gives you on the floor. You should still have faith in that player regardless. Never, never give up. Always have faith that eventually good things will transpire. And ultimately, it comes down to asking the question. Ask not what Cam can do for you, but ask what you can do for Cam. And because I was foolish enough to think that I could not still learn that lesson. Behind bars, I go. Behind bars. Jesus, where's this detention? <laughs> it's jail. I mean, you quoted JFK, so it could have been worse, all things considered. <sighs> I'm just saying. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I commit to the bit. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> We're years into this. If you're expecting anything different, I don't know. Oh, goodness oh gracious. I love you. That was amazing. Love you too. Um, Anything else, John? Jeremy, give me the. No, I'm, done. I'm in jail. Okay. I'm done. Uh, maybe I. <laughs> maybe you should be in jail. Call me Lee Harvey Oswald because I oh guess I'm God. in jail now. Okay. Uh, no, I'm. Uh, man. I think that I'm going to. Oh, man. This is tough. Uh, I. Mm, all right. I'm going to go with RJ. Oh, uh, I know. I know. I know. I. I don't love it. I'd rather not. Why do you hate it? It's a great question. So those first halves are just, they were brutal. I I mean, and to his credit, he picked it up, especially in the second half of the jazz game. I thought he was exactly what the Knicks needed. He was there in the starting five or the final five, excuse me. And he propelled them to the win. I think I, in, in terms of between, because I was thinking, do I give it to RJ? Do I give it to Obi? Based on the fact that RJ plays more minutes and had a larger contribution to the games this week, I feel like what he did, the negatives he had were greater than the negatives. But that being said, the positives he had were then inherently positive. So I, it, it's it's tough. But like, there were two plays. Um, one, which was a fast break, fourth quarter of the Sixers game where could have hit Hartenstein um, and the, everything unraveled. And like that, I know Schwinn posted about this. Like that wasn't the moment in my opinion where everything fell apart, but it just, you really needed that bucket. And I can't help but wonder if the game just straight a little too far from that point. And then the lack of vision with Obi where you have a cutting Obi <sighs> on the baseline. And like, to me, we can talk about Obi's shooting numbers, which as Andrew pointed out, uh, two of 14, O of 10 from three can't help but wonder would he have been three of 15, which is not good, but you would have at least had that opportunity. And it's just the small things that, that bother me where I think RJ plays an important role. I just wish that he could be more consistent. He is so integral to this team that I, I need more from him. It's not to say that he will be back in detention moving forward. Again, I, I'm, I still really like RJ Barrett. 
There is value that he contributes. I know I've been a little bit more cynical on him recently, but it's because his play has not been as good. I know he can get there. He has done a great job of it in the past. But based on what we've seen this past week, it just it it was it's deserving of detention, unfortunately. So hopefully he can get out very soon. Um I feel compelled to point out that like the com- the, the conversation this season has been like, okay, the the playmaking has not really where we want it to be, or I, I shouldn't say playmaking, just making the obvious pass, making the making the obvious necessary pass, not where we want it to be. Defense, not really where we want it to be. But at least we're getting growth in the efficiency. And like, yes, we have gotten some growth in the efficiency. Yes, he's he's a little bit better around the rim. I, I just went a to lot look better. It up. A lot better around the rim, to his credit. He's been phenomenal. Right? He so yes. well, relatively speaking. I was about to see that again. Like, it, <laughs> yes. it, 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 but there always needs to be a caveat. That's my point. Yeah. He's in the he's shooting fifty eight percent around the rim, which for his position, the wing is yes. according to cleaning the glass in the 29th percentile league wide, and the yeah. Statistic that I was going to cite is points per shot attempt. He's in the 24th percentile league wide. So if the thing that we are saying, well, at least we have this good thing happening this year is in either the bottom 30% or the bottom 25% of the entire league for his position. It's like, and I don't, I don't think he's been that bad. I, I, I mean that I don't think he's been that bad in like I, I, I see the improvement. You see the improvement. We all mm-hmm. see the improvement, which is why it's like, man, that you'd think he would have been better around the rim. And I, but he could be better. To your point, he could be better, and I hope he will be better. And I, I think he will be better. Um, Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Uh this sucks. It's, uh, I was getting really very happy and used to going first, but I it's guess a nice little run. It was a nice little run. It was a nice little run. I wouldn't call um, it your Linsanity run, but it was a good run. There's still time. It le- it lasted longer than Linsanity, for sure. Yeah, it did. Last week. Per- perhaps like six weeks. slightly less fanfare, but it, was, a little bit. it did last a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so um, Jeremy's back up by one in predictions. Um, we're combining two weeks into one. For this week's predictions, which I was not prepared for, I just want that. Nor was I. Record. Nor, to be fair. Okay, so we're we're both ill prepared. That's fine. We love it when GMAC throws us for a loop. It's okay. Not complaining at all. Um, the home stretch. Um, we're not. I don't know how many since this is being combined to. What do we have? Like six, seven weeks left of picks. I guess something like that. So, point is, every week matters. The games. Uh, Brooklyn home at Atlanta. Then we go to the All-Star break, come back from the All-Star break, a back-to-back uh, Friday night at Washington, um, Saturday uh, home versus the Pelicans, which, again, is uh, a tricky game to pick right now because, I I mean, again, your guess is mine as far as whether Zion Williamson is going to play, and I think that makes a difference. So I'm going to make this pretty easy for you because I think there are two logical decisions here. See, if we were doing just this upcoming week of the Nets and the Hawks game, I would have gone one and one just because I think that would have put you, you, you know, I know you would have taken two and it, oh, but it, no, but it would have put you I, really, I, I, I was having, I was funny a friend, uh super chatter friend. Uh, he's always in my DMS as well. Kevin Danishevsky. Uh, we were DMing last night and I was like, Jeremy's going to go one and one. And I'm like, I think I gotta say, I think I might go zero and two. I was, I was yeah. leaning, I was leaning. Okay, well, for this one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride this high. I'm gonna go three and one. <laughs> really, you think that's that outrageous? No, I don't think it's outrageous, no. but it's, I feel like it's unlike you. Well, I feel like I two mean, and two would be the Jeremy pick. Two and two would be, but that being said, if they go three and one, which I knew you would, you would take, it would then, you know, I would then be on the losing side. Now, you know what I got to say, I had a really great time rooting for the Knicks to win games <laughs> against you. So I'm going to keep that energy and go three and one. But the uh, way I see it is I think they, yes, they can go one and one here. Maybe they go two and oh, we'll see if they go two and oh, I just need them to win one. Yeah. But it's a little, a little challenging Later on, but I think you get Mitchell Robinson back. You is Zion Williamson playing? 
Pelicans haven't looked great without him. I figure why not? So three and one it is. Not to downplay how meaningful these prediction matchups are to me, because obviously they are meaningful, but I, I will be just blunt and say, like, as they won against uh, the Jazz last night, not one iota of my brain was thinking about the fact that it meant I lost predictions <laughs> and to the point where, and the aforementioned uh, Kevin, that's what, that's why we were DMing because he made a comment for a super chat referring to like, I'm sorry for your loss. And I had, I literally had no idea what he was talking about. Cause I had compl- it was just, I was so hyped up for the win. Um, that said, had you taken two and two, I, I, I would have taken three and one, despite what I said a minute ago about oh, because zero oh and two versus two and zero, oh, I think is different than it's slightly d- different in my mind because it's more variables. Whatever, we don't need to get into it. Uh, I'll take uh, two and two. That's that's easy. So you did make life easy for me. Why, Andrew? So you would have picked zero oh and two, but then you also would have picked three and one if he had taken. If he had taken two and two, I would have taken three and one before I took one and three because that mathematically, this makes sense in my mind because it is a different calculation than zero and two versus two and zero. Okay, but in one scenario, you're comfortable saying the Knicks will lose twice. And the other, you're comfortable saying they'll lose once. Let me take it one step at a time here. Okay. I do not have the of all of the different possible like ways we could have done this, picking two games, picking four games, the whole thing, other than like picking four and oh, the outcome that I am least comfortable predicting is that they will go out and win both of the next two games against a Brooklyn team that has played very well since the trades like they're 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 feisty they're feeling the energy the whole thing and then going into Atlanta which is like it's not we know that game's coming down to the end of the game and it's like and I know Atlanta's a bad crunch time team but like I just didn't feel comfortable with that it's a margin of error thing it's a margin of error thing thank you thank you for explaining it for me because I was not getting the words out you're more comfortable picking against the Knicks than you are picking the Knicks to win gotcha okay that's fine I like silver linings. So again, if they win, I win. If they lose, I have a silver lining. Listen, a couple of weeks ago, when you were faced with a similar decision, you were like, be the change you want to see in the world. And you picked the Knicks to go three and one in a week. And they went three and one and rewarded you. Then with the chance to continue your winning streak and get over 500 for the first time in predictions, you picked one and two. And they went two and one instead. And I apparently didn't learn my lesson. No. Well, maybe well, still time. So Let's you're see. picking two. So John has two and two. Jeremy has three and one. Yeah. All right. There we go. There go. Um, I guess that's it. Anything else before we get out of here? Yes. On the doc, there's some announcements too. Oh, yes, there are, which yes. I will make right now. Um, <laughs> playback. We are doing um, playback on Monday and Wednesday of yes. this week. The casual crew is doing Monday and then we will be the OG crew will be doing the Wednesday one. Yes. So uh, shout out to all of our patrons. If you want to become a patron of Nick's Film School, go and go and subscribe. Just go on what you go. Just Google Nick's Film School Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Nick's Film School. And it's spelled like the I think the actual way, not the S-K-O-O-L. But yeah, uh, the link is in our on our website, www.nickfilmschool.com. Um, and you can find our a link to our Patreon there. Uh, second, very special announcement. Dream draft rules everything around me. Live stream featuring the one and only Chris Persianen on Tuesday night. Uh, very excited to get those things kicked off. Spoke to Chris about this um, uh, last week. It's we're gonna space these out uh, between now and when we really get into draft stuff, which will be after the season ends. But you know, it's 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 the middle of February. Um, you know, the draft is kind of not as far away as you think. Start giving people a taste of some of the players that are out there, what the Knicks might be thinking, what might fit, the whole thing, all of that stuff. So that's going to be Tuesday at probably at, at a time to be determined. 7 p.m. 7 o'clock. There you go. 
Shout out Chris for uh, making it onto the NBA's uh, Twitter account with the question that he asked. And then uh, Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson having a cute little moment. Yes. It's a great can, laugh that Chris had in there. It's fantastic. Can I tell a story? When I saw the the tweet, I don't know if it was from the Knicks account or it was from the NBA account that was the in quotes, the line, look how cute he is. I thought they were talking about Chris <laughs> oh my God. at first. I didn't realize they what were. was going on there. They actually were. <laughs> so that I had to. Actually, yeah. I retweeted. Not the, pic, not the photo. Okay. <laughs> the, the tweet, the first tweet that I saw with the quote, the how cute he is. I was in the middle of the live stream, so I just retweeted it without listening to the video and then went back afterwards and was like, oh my God, it's Chris. That's Chris. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Chris. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Uh, okay. New live stream intro music. Okay. I have to give a programming note because I'm tired of reading YouTube comments about it. We used to have a standard intro video for the live streams that showed highlights of Nick's past and it had our normal music. It's the background bed that we used for our uh, 500 video montage that I 500 episode video montage that I created. It's also the intro music that we use um, for the pregame show and the outro music for that matter. So it's not being flagged on the YouTube, the podcast feed. Um, YouTube has decided that there's a copyright claim. So I had to switch that out because I spent all week going back and muting like hundreds of live streams to get that thing like not uh, copyright claimed anymore. And so oh, I created a new one with music that's been approved. And everybody keeps commenting, hey, I missed the old intro music. Bring back the old intro music. So this is your explanation as to why we don't have the old intro music. It's not a creative decision. Believe me, I loved that background bed. I would also like our channel to remain alive and intact and not impaled by a wheel that for some reason fell off and you know impaled it in the face so that is the explanation thank you do for we need it to my ted talk do we need a new intro song or we're good we're good that the music i used was approved well where you're going with this because i was going to say if we needed something we could always ask someone to uh, to remix uh the meaningful comments and then just play that first and then every single time we do a live stream it's like a beat that slaps and it's it's john saying I'm, it Putting it out to the world. If anybody has something like that and can create it, mm -hmm. yes, we will feature that every intro going forward. <laughs> at, <laughs> at least one intro. At least no, one intro. All of them. It'll be it'll become <laughs> canon here at Nick's Film School. But listen, challenge issued, everybody. It should be my my further punishment. Not because I I could I could avoid the internet. I, I can't mm -hmm. avoid my own intro music. Nope. So that's no mm -hmm. I can't, nope. no avoiding that. Um. Oh yeah, and then uh, you have Super Bowl predictions here. Didn't we make Super Bowl predictions like last week? I I, I know I set a score. Yeah, but then a whole week went by, and so now, like I remember young. the score that I didn't. I say thirty uh, Chiefs thirty two twenty four. Did I say that? Okay, so thirty two twenty four is where sure. John's going. Chiefs. Why not? Mm -hmm. Jeremy, I'm sticking with my answer from last week, which was. Eagles 420, Chiefs 69. Chiefs 69. Okay. Uh, and I'm going Eagles 31, Chiefs 21. Maybe 31. No, 31, 24. They'll cover, but points will be scored. I'll also no. go 34, 30 Eagles. Okay. Another high scoring game. Yeah. So. And like, enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. We're recording our early Sunday morning and I'm getting this out before the game. Oh, you are? So, yes. This is. Oh, nice. I, I guess I told Jeremy, not you. I will. Because I didn't want like something to happen Sunday night, and plus then we can right. talk freely about the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, and then pregame pod drops at midnight after the Super Bowl with a Nets fan, not Evan Roberts. I went and got another Nets fan to discuss the state of the the franchise across the river. We'll Did you get your side? No, weirdly enough, he's not doing interviews, or at least hasn't done interviews. Which you know maybe he is learning something from the Knicks. Did you get James Harden? No, <laughs> I did After not. After his comments, I did night. see those. Yes, and I would. What What did he say? Because I did. I missed it. He uh, he used the D word dysfunctional to describe uh, the the franchise, mm -hmm. and basically was like, "Now you see. Now you all see. I'm not the crazy one, and why I wanted to get the hell out of there." And you could say what you want about me, but like, how could you blame me? Like, th I think that's, that was the tenor of the comments pretty much. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I challenge him to look in the mirror and wonder if it was the franchise and not a teammate that caused the dysfunction. But, you know, there's listen, there's another book that's going to get written and I can't wait to read it about the behind the scenes in Brooklyn because the last one was outstanding and let me know that they were basically running a frat house with the player empowerment of those three guys, you know. But that's where I think the dysfunction was. Like, yes, we could talk about Kyrie, but -hmm. they said yes to these players so many times that by the time they said no, they were the players were just used to being told yes all the time. It's fair. No, it's fair. I think any team would do it. But well, now we'll see if any team ever does yeah. it again. You know, they will. I think they will. For the right player, I yeah. think I would. You know, yes. But the difference between this and when you um, take away, when you say no, you can't have the second bowl of ice cream. Is instead of crying and kicking and screaming on the floor, the player requests a trade. So I don't once you hand once you hand the franchise over, it's like you already made the deal with the devil. There's no trade. Yeah. I kinda like to see a scenario where Scarlet Ray requests a trade the next time you say no more ice cream. <laughs> no more ice cream. Yeah. I mean she's definitely has she requested a trade out of the family? No, I don't think she's gone that far. She <laughs> This is, is talk about good parenting. She occasionally is like, you know, when Isabel's being annoying, she's like, I wish I was an only child. I wish I didn't have a baby sister. And we, we've we done the whole bit in the past of like, all right, we'll make the, there's a, a phone number you could call where they come and pick up your child. And one time my wife took it a little bit too far and the fucking kid was in tears because she thought that we were calling to have the, the younger sister dragged away. It worked though. She didn't complain about it for a while. <laughs> These are the clips that'll go viral when Scarlet Ray's in therapy one one day. Yes. <laughs> she just has to pull up YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, no, uh, I, I got okay. you. Okay, we'll start yeah. here. Let's go back. <laughs> well, at least that'll make it easy, right? It's oh, like you exactly. don't have to get, you know, you get, you, yeah. know, you, 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 you've um, skipped past all of the discovery bullshit. And it's like, here, it's right here. This is what. Bingo. Exactly. Okay. On that note, um, Andrew Claudio, thank you. Jeremy Cohen, um, I guess go Chiefs, right? I guess so. You know what? At the end of the day, just rooting for a meaningful Super Bowl. There you go. I'm rooting for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch and I'm rooting for a meaningful Super Bowl too. Um, everybody out there, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, we are, you know, getting out to the end of not to the end, but like we're we're we are into the 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 kind of closing stretch of yet another season. It's been awesome. Um that everybody here has been with us and uh, stays with us and uh, continues to come for us for all your Knicks content needs. Uh, so we will be back with, uh, yes, pregame show very soon. Until then, enjoy Super Bowl. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.